0: There's just so much more to hear.
1: Download our podcast at Dubai Eye 1038.com. Drive Live talks technology
0: in association with Samsung. So, time to say hello to Nick Rago. Hello, How are hello. you? I'm
2: very good. How are we?
0: We're very well, thank you. Um, yeah. So, Nick, yes. you've, had, you've been busy <laughs> yeah. since we what, last spoke. Little old me. You have Nick you've been very busy. Um, so we're going to talk about quite a few things today actually. Mm-hmm. The thing that I'm most excited about to talk to you about is a trip with no technology. Now we're yes. going we're going <laughs> to talk about this in some detail. And I follow you on social media. So yes. I saw a few pictures of signs saying No, please do not bring phones to the dining area. It disrupts other diners and the atmosphere. And I thought, how is Nick coping here? And also, he has his phone there to take the photo of. I know,
2: I was sneaky.
0: So I thought, this is going against the whole principle of this shortly after. So I was like, right, I'm intrigued about that. So we'll come to that in a few moments' time. So if you want to hear how Nick coped with no technology, (laughs) which just seems to go against everything that uh, you stand for. I know, I know. But we'll get to that first. We're going to have a look at this week's Rubbish Kickstarter. Rubbish Kickstarters. So. Nick, I yes. like to look after my skin because, well, you know, okay. yeah. who doesn't? Who doesn't? Yeah. Exactly. yeah, you know, it's not it's not a male-female thing. It's just as uh, some people like to, some people don't.
2: I like the skin my body came with, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. and you need to look after it.
2: If very much so.
0: Especially as we, you know, we're no longer 21.
2: Well, speak for yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know how old you are, Nick Rago. Do not forget that. <laughs> how old do you want me to be? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so... This week's rubbish Kickstarter is all about helping us look after our skin, but also ease our pain, which I think is an odd combination. Mm. <laughs> I
2: know, I know. I mean, the, the, the title of this um, Kickstarter is Take Care of Your Skin and Take Away Your Pain, which almost sounds like they're asking us to peel off our skin or something. It sounds really weird. And looking at the product itself, it reminds me of something from uh, Hannibal or something like that, because just looking at it, I'm... I'm just horrified.
0: It's yeah. Let's try and explain it. You know, you get these face masks yes. nowadays that are paper ones, yes, and yeah. um, you get them out of a packet and you put them on, and it's just like a white paper mask that's coated in moisturizer, and it's got the eye holes cut out and something for your nose and something yeah. for your mouth. Yeah. So you can see where the Hannibal thing is coming from. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 So
2: it's basically that, and it's got two straps at the sides, so you can basically pull it over your 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 uh, head like a, like basically like a ski mask. Yeah. Um, this particular material is made out of soft. Fat. Or it's basically made of some sort of um, uh, heat-sensitive plastic um, thing that they've, they haven't even gone to sort of explain what the actual material is. But apparently it's safe for your skin and it's all wonderful. Uh, but that's not the scary part. That's not the scary part. What happens is this mask is then connected to a device which then pumps, um, I think it's distilled water. Yeah. All right. Into the mask to either heat it up or cool it down.
0: Yeah. Now, this is the bit that got me. So, we haven't got any audio from this because basically it's it was just, just music. A, it's literally just yeah. music, yeah. But what got me watching the video for this, Nick, is the fact that there's a woman suffering from I don't know what because one minute she's got like a hot towel on her head yeah. and her dog's <laughs> looking at her quizzically. And then the next minute she's got an ice pack. Well, I don't know what's wrong I with this that's woman. I think called
2: a hot flash, but that's a different story.
0: No, because she's hot and then she's cold. Yeah,
2: she's hot and she's cold. She's just... Okay, anyway. Uh, but yeah, so she's clearly going through something and the dog is completely judging her in the video as well and uh yeah she has a hot hot uh towel on then she has an ice pack and then she has basically lost the will to live but luckily this device is here to save the day and the next scene you literally see her i think she's uh, working on her laptop with this mask on her face. It, and might I add, it isn't battery powered. You plug it into the mains. Yeah. yeah So in the event of something going wrong, you are going to have electric electricity coursing through your face. But I'm yeah.
1: just, I just, I, I kind of, as I do with all your Kickstarters, Nick, I went through this with a fine tooth comb. And I, I just want to add, it's not just the face thing. It comes with other pads that plug it into does, it. So there's yeah. one yeah. for the tummy, there's one for the chest area. So yes, can and you even, use even it? for
2: your eyes. Yeah. Like if you want know, to like reduce, if your eyes are really puffy, something, I there's a special eye mask you, so can, you can, can wear. Use
1: for muscular pain or or cramps or whatever instead of hot or cold packs like we would normally use. This is kind of where the pain... Side of it comes in, yeah. so sort of a hot, a hot compress or yeah. or a cold pack. But and that still. makes it make a
0: bit more sense, you know, yeah. the fact that you there's different attachments. So maybe if you have sprained your ankle doing some kind of exercise. I mean, Emma, you get a lot of injuries from I all have. your exercising, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. you know, right up my street. You're probably well into this, but
2: yeah, where's Emma's credit card? We've got to hide that from her. Hey.
0: Yeah, I know. You've sent her the link already, Nick. It's too late. It's too late. Um, you'll notice that the funding has increased. I know. <laughs> Shh.
2: Yeah. But yeah, this this is kind of what the device does. It basically basically either cools or heats water flowing through the mask to basically cool you down or heat you up depending on what you need. But it just just doesn't seem like a very good application because, okay, the heat thing I think would definitely work. You can heat yeah. water quite well and yeah. you know, pump it through, the, through the mask, but you can't cool water in the same way. No. You have to have a proper in-depth cooling system with coolant in there to basically when you pump water through it to cool it down. But yeah. it says
1: the temperature ranges are between 18 and 38 degrees. 18 degrees is not very very cold as far as I'm concerned.
2: Yeah, but uh, how, again, how do you bring that water down? I mean, yeah. looking at the device, it doesn't really have anything in there that would reduce water temperature. It could heat it up with a filament, but there's nothing in there. I mean, even if you blow a, a sort of air at it, it's not going to cool it down fast enough.
0: Why are you bringing all this logic and sensible thinking to this, Well, that, I just, I just yeah. don't
2: want Emma to kind of depart with her hard-earned money. That's I haven't. <laughs>
0: and, and, and would would you part with your hard-earned money for it, Nick?
2: Um, No. I would rather just rub <laughs> an ice cube on my face.
1: This is true. Yeah, Vigorously. well, it would be colder anyway, wouldn't it? Yeah, and, and more it?
2: effective. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I eye I, I pack that you stick in the freezer. No, yeah, it just, doesn't just cost you anything. Stick your head
2: in the freezer, even <laughs> <Yeah>. better. <laughs> just anything besides, uh, you know, going through the dangers of electrocuting your face. When I was device.
0: growing up, it was always like frozen peas, some kind of boring vegetable that you put on.
2: We had meat most of the time. Frozen like, meat? Yeah, like tubes of minced meat in, in a packet or... Uh, you know, frozen chickens, anything. It was in a proper sealed packet, so it wasn't like yeah, you yeah, have like, yeah. anything, you know, weird on your face. Well, oh, so, my God. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The freezable eye gel packs yeah, yeah, yeah. that you use for migraine. I know,
2: but this well, is yeah. like,
0: this is modern times, Emma. We're talking about back in the day when, <laughs> yeah. you know, okay. that was that was as fancy as it got. Like you shove your frozen steak <laughs> on the side of your head. <laughs> my parents uh, would have <laughs> killed me if I would have done that. They would have been like, that's too nice to waste yeah, on yeah. your that's, leg. That's
2: Wednesday's dinner. Like, yeah. put it back. You can, you know, your Your frozen
0: peas, maybe, you know, but nothing beyond that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay.
2: So anyway, they were looking for a hundred thousand uh, dollars to get this working. They have oh, raised wow, wow. with twenty-three days to go. They have raised an astounding three dollars. Three dollars. Three dollars. And the, no. retail, the retail price of one of these machines.
0: No, don't tell us. Let us. Let okay. What do you want
2: to guess? What do you want to guess for this um, uh, freezing heating device? I
0: think it's going to be quite expensive. Yeah. Quite expensive. Okay. Yeah, well, they've raised
2: three whole dollars. So, yeah. Yeah
0: aren't really a vote of confidence but I think they're going to have priced it really really high so what I do think, you think 500 be?
2: US dollars that's pretty mm-hmm. high Emma what about you? I'm going
1: to go 1500
2: dollars wow yeah. okay uh-uh. it's priced at 177
0: dollars <laughs> <laughs> oh come on
2: <laughs> yep 177 dollars Yeah. some
0: of those face masks out of a sachet are 100 dollars
2: I, sh- I don't know how they're going to even think to make something of that price honestly it's weird it's weird. That's that sort of, it sort of guarantees that, that device is not going to work. for No, of course. 000. How
0: on earth could they produce that kind of technology? I guarantee
2: what it'll be. It'll be the actual, when you get it shipped to you, it'll be the actual regular face mask with like two electrodes connected to a battery. I get oh, why they're insane. not getting yeah. funding
1: for this because I went through the offers that they have. Obviously, if you, um, if you yeah, donate the so much yeah. The, yeah. the rewards offers that they give you a free one and all the rest of it, they start at like $1,600, which is why I said $1,500. Yeah. So why are you going to donate sixteen hundred dollars for something that you could ultimately purchase for one hundred and fifty—that yeah. doesn't make any sense it's to just, me.
2: It's so <laughs> so weird. It's, it's very so strange. It, it's very so strange.
0: collectively it's a it's a big fat no, no. from us. It's a huge think? no.
2: Yeah. But let us know would you want to have a device to cool or heat up your face or other vital body organs? Text us now four zero zero one or for free via the Dubai iMessaging app.
0: Okay, Nick Rego from Tech Radar is here doing my job for me. It's great.
2: Drive Live talks technology.
0: In association with Samsung. We are Talking Technology on Drive Live. Our guest is Nick Rago from Tech Radar. Nick, always good to have you on the programme. Um, and we're gonna come to quite a few tech stories in a few minutes. But first of all, I want to hear what you've been up to. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of gadget Gadget of the week on the road.
2: Yes. Or rather,
0: I, without Gadget without of the gadget. week yeah, on the road. Exactly,
2: yeah. So basically, over the Eid break, I decided to do a little trip and I went to Kosmoy, and I checked into the Kamalaya Wellness Sanctuary and it's a beautiful, sprawling piece of property. But the thing that you should keep in mind about Kamala is you go there not just to relax and like have a wonderful time on the beach, but you go there to basically improve yourself. So they have a number of programs you can go there for if you want to kind of uh, straighten up your eating habits, if you want to do like a sort of healthy detox, if you want to just relax and have a kind of like spa sessions and things like that. But the thing that I went to was basically designed for people who are sort of burnt out, who have a lot of very you know very high stressful scenarios. They're sort of doing the nine to five job. They're always out and about and really. just need to calm down so part of that program and really part of the um, properties um, mantra is that you keep your devices in your room you don't come with your laptops Mm -hmm. i mean you can bring it you can bring it along with you but you don't bring them around the resort with you so you don't bring your phone you don't bring any kind of digital devices when you're out and about going to the spa or going to meals and things like that and at the restaurants, they have a wooden uh, placard and it says, you know, this is a place of sanctuary, it's a place of respect and wellness. Uh, and so please try and respect that and don't bring your phones to the table, don't take photos, just kind of take in the sights and sounds be of Be in nature. the moment. Be Nick. in the moment. And it was beautiful because I was looking around, there were just people looking at each other and having conversations. There are a lot of people just reading a book and eating at the same time, which is like really, really fun to watch. Um, and just just having a good time. And uh, for the first couple of hours, I was just like, oh, people are going to be emailing me and people are going to be, what's happening? What's going to happen? And
0: nothing happened. Nothing
2: happened. The world didn't end. Everything was fine. I came back to my room. I was able to get into Wi-Fi and check any messages. Nobody messaged me. It was fine. And so basically after that first night, I just would leave my, my phone in the room and go out to the beach, go out to the spa, just really have a nice time. I did, however, do something really funny where... I would have my phone with me on airplane mode and I would take photos of the surrounding, take photos of nature and things like that. And I would go back to my room sort of towards the end of the afternoon and then sort of bulk upload everything on Instagram, (sighs) whatever I was doing. So it wasn't like I was wandering around, you know, filming anything. I was just basically capturing it and not really looking at my phone. And Saving time it on. for later. Yeah. Yeah. And I found that to be, you know, uh, the best way that I could use my phone because I wasn't constantly looking at it, checking messages and, and being distracted by other apps because I would have very limited Wi-Fi coverage because it really is quite a, a massive piece of property, property. And so you don't have the strongest Wi-Fi signal or cell phone reception. So they purposely design it so that when you go that you actually have the digital detox. Switch off, yeah. And the best thing is there's no TV in any of the rooms. Amazing. They only have one TV that's available in the general library with like satellite box, you can request for a TV to be wheeled into your room but I don't know anyone that I spoken to that did it. So basically, mm. if you sit in your room, if you in the room that I was in, um, the bed, the desk and the living area all looked over onto the property so you could look out and see the ocean in the distance, Amazing. you could see like sprawling jungle in front of you. It was just so breathtaking. It was it was the best 3 days that I ever spent in in that kind of facility. So
1: one question, if there's one like communal TV, if anybody actually watched the TV, who got to decide what you watched? <laughs> yeah, who gets a remote? <laughs>
2: I think it's kind of it's one of those places where you just kind of ask around and say okay this is what these are the channels available who feels like watching this or does somebody want to watch a DVD but honestly in the three days I was there I didn't see anyone sitting in the library watching TV it was
0: perfect I mean Emma would you take uh, a holiday like that a digital detox holiday? Yeah,
1: I think so. I mean I mean like you say, Nick, it's nice if you can wander around and still take photos, but if yeah. you if you can have your device not connected so and literally just use it <laughs> a ca- or don't take your phone, just take a camera yeah, a with camera. you. Yeah. So yeah. that you can do that. I'd love to do yeah. that. Yeah.
2: It was really good and just just um, part of the things that i did as some of the treatments were uh, traditional thai massages that aid in digestion they aid in blood circulation foot uh, reflexology uh, a traditional indian head massage it was just so relaxing and so good and and what was funny is the very first night that i i went to bed i had a complete night's rest mm. and, and usually when i'm here uh, here in dubai i'll wake up at like 1 1 a.m. and then at 5:30 a.m. and then i'll and then i actually wake up when my alarm goes so it was really surprising that i was able to just within the first night get a full night's rest and the subsequent second and third nights i was sleeping through the entire night and not waking up with any distractions because my mind was actually disconnected and fully relaxed i wasn't having like all this this hive, hive of activity in my mind so it was really really good
0: okay so let's look at some of the big stories from the tech world this week nick we'll start with this one um, you know basically video gaming esports so so big now yeah lots of parents don't have a clue What that is yeah what should they be aware of nick
2: so i i you know i've been getting a lot of questions about this because there's a lot of been a lot of media coverage recently about you know uh, kids being addicted to games like fortnite Fortnite. and pubg and and various mobile games um i think the biggest thing that that parents need to know is when when people when your kids are playing video games is is the game they're playing meant for kids because Mm. a lot of the times parents don't realize that all these games have age ratings And some of the games, specifically the ones on on consoles and on PC, are meant for ages 16 and up. But when you actually go into the lobby and you talk to some of the the players playing, they're all underage kids because no one's kind of policing and no one's looking at what they're playing. So the biggest thing is is for for parents uh, whose kids are gaming is that look at the kind of games that your kids are playing.
1: I'm glad you brought that up, Nick, because it was a, a, a situation I came across recently where there was a parent and they've got two kids. Yeah. Both of them are playing Fortnite. They said yeah. the older one is fine. He's like 14, 15, fine with it. I believe the age is 13 for Fortnite, It is it? because
2: there's the basically cartoon violence yeah. in there. So okay. they want it to be like 12, 13 and above. So
1: they had an eight, or eight nine-year-old that was also playing it and they were saying the effect on that child yeah. just went completely crazy, addicted to it and shaking and withdrawing, like, like couldn't handle it. And my question was... Well, you know what the age limit of the game is. So why is your child playing it to start with?
2: Yeah, I think a lot of times, you know, with any sort of like mass consumed media, it's a way for kids to escape and also a way for parents to say, okay, fine. You know, they're going to be quiet. They're going to be busy for half an hour that's all I want. And so a lot of the times that's that's that seems to be the scenario where the parents will look at the game and sort of say, okay, it looks, you know, cartoonish. It looks like it's okay for kids. I'll let my kids play it. So that's, I think the biggest uh, problem is that parents need to understand mm-hmm. what games are meant for their kids. And also keep in mind that, you know, if, if you've got games that have voice chat or chat uh, lobbies and things like that, that your your kids have a understanding of how to deal with strangers online, because there's no, there's no, you know, issue with your kids doing voice chat with other players or, you know, even just regular chat boxes. But you just need to make sure that the kids are aware of not giving away personal information, not Mm. giving away where they live, uh, like city, location, things like that. Because a lot of times, you can have people online using that information to try and you know actually harm you in some way or the other so yeah. you have to be careful about what kinds of information you give out online especially with kids they can be quite gullible that way so just teaching your kids that this is what you should and shouldn't be saying online uh, and really just kind of paying attention to the content that's in some of these games because it's very useful if parents can go online look at reviews look at what other parents are saying have have very frank discussions with their friend circle and see what their kids are playing and, and kind of what their rules are and see if you can adapt to the those rules to your household as well. Uh, And sort of on a broader perspective, we're gonna be talking about this in more detail uh, this coming Friday, we're holding an uh, uh, educational panel in Abu Dhabi at Yas Mall at Yas Gaming Festival from 4 p.m. So if you are in Abu Dhabi and you want to ask questions about mm. the kind of games your kids need to be playing, you want some more information, you want to talk to any of us on the team, we're going to be there from 4 p.m. at Yas Mall. Uh, so come down and say hello and, and take part in the panel.
0: OK, if you're listening mm. to this, you want to ask Nick a question, whether it's about gaming, whether it's about, um, I don't know, speakers, as long as it's not about cameras, he can <laughs> answer pretty much <laughs> <laughs> anything technology related. Text us four or if you have the Dubai i app, you can do it for free. If you want to talk to him on the phone, eight seven one five five zero zero. Now, this next story is a bit of a sore point for me. They're uh, <laughs> just
2: bitter because you you don't have yours anymore.
0: No, I I do have one now, but work. I had to no, I had oh. to I had to buy it and bring oh, okay. it here. So Aww. now it could have been a lot easier for me. <laughs> Basically, me. Amazon is bringing Kindle devices officially here yes. now. So. Yes. Um, I had to buy one elsewhere because my first one was a gift and Mm -hmm. it ended up in a swimming pool on holiday, (laughs) Um, unfortunately. But now, the easy way for me to go online and buy one here, uh, you know, when it came to replacing, it could have been a lot more straightforward for me.
2: Yes, so you can now officially buy the Amazon Kindle on Sook.com. Amazon is bringing the Kindle, the Kindle Paperwhite and the Kindle Oasis to the Middle East. Users in, I think, in the UAE, Bahrain, Kuwait and Oman. Uh, can go onto suit.com and buy the devices now. They're priced from 309 dirhams for the Kindle, uh, 479 for the Kindle Paperwhite, and 999 for the Kindle Oasis. Uh, but until September 9th, there is a uh, back-to-school offer on Sook.com where they're offering the Kindle Paperwhite for three ninety nine the 99 which is a real steal, I think. So if you ever wanted to own a Kindle device but didn't know how to kind of get it in, now you can just go online to soup.com and buy it officially.
0: I know. I've literally just bought one. I'm Bookmarked so annoyed. Bookmark that
2: there, uh, Natalie, just saying. No, I'm not,
0: no, not going to drop this one in the water. I'm really, <laughs> we'll really see. not going to drop we'll it in the water. See. We'll see. I'm not, Nick. Okay. I'm really not even going to use it around the <laughs> pool anymore. It's too distressing for me. But it is. Um, what's interesting is you can get books in Arabic and English. Yes. It's not just a sort of english thing is it so it's quite it's pretty cool because if you are into it all it's kind of um i don't know i wonder if i would have been allowed this at that resort would i have been allowed to sit at the breakfast table with a kindle or would that have been well
2: they have a very extensive actual library with physical books so you could bring your own books or just borrow something from the library um maybe the kindle will be an exception but i think they just want to concentrate on on not having anything Mm. any anything that you can charge around Yeah. yeah yeah
0: No, that makes sense, but I just yeah. wondered, yeah.
2: Yeah, I do have to note that uh, for anyone buying the Amazon Kindle here, you have access to more than 12,000 Arabic language Kindle books as well. Which That's is amazing, pretty, isn't pretty it? Pretty extensive, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Unfortunately, I'm only able to read in one language, but for anyone that can <laughs> read in both, that is certainly impressive. Um, let's look at this story very briefly, Nick. Um, Instagram um, is going to give more detail to people, particularly people with thousands and millions of followers to give us a bit of reassurance about who we are looking at, following, watching, being impressed by. Yeah, this is basically
2: Instagram is sort of following, taking the cues from Twitter and uh, people who are verified on the platform will essentially have to provide more information about themselves so that people who are following them will basically say, okay, this is a genuine account. Mm -hmm. It's Instagram's way of um, tackling fake accounts and identity theft. So what will happen is that if you... Go to someone's account who's been verified or somebody who reaches a large audience you'll be able to see an extended pool of information such as uh, the person's uh, date of joining Instagram. You'll also see if they've changed their usernames uh, in any any time in the past year and also any paid adverts they're running. So all these things require a bit more information for Instagram to to run off. So that's kind of the step that Instagram is taking. It's kind of a good thing because a lot of times you'll see uh, similar accounts maybe with the same profile or they've changed the letter and things like that, especially on Twitter. So I think this is a good way for Instagram to crack down on on fraudulent activity.
0: That's good. And Nick, would this apply to people who perhaps have bought lots of followers? Is there any suggestion that having to verify who you are, because it might suddenly show if someone has been on Instagram for a week and has one million followers, it's unlikely that that's genuine.
2: Yeah, I think Instagram um, is sort of wise that way. And they will be able to, you know, sort of police as to who's uh, actually got proper followers and who's been buying and things like that. So I think it's going to roll out to people that Instagram looks at the activity, looks at the interaction, the the amount of likes and comments they're getting organically, and Mm. will then kind of say, okay, this is a user that genuinely has a lot of reach. Let's go ahead and ask them to verify their account and add more information.
1: What do you think of this move, Emma? I, th- I mean, you have uh, Instagram already has the blue verified tick. So I think it's good that they are asking users to give more information yeah. um, about their account- accounts. And I think, you know, transparency on social media for verified accounts and high profile accounts is always a really, really good thing. Because um, I'm astounded, particularly not so much Instagram, but I've noticed a lot on Twitter, how people think they can get away with making a fake account um, basically mirroring. That of someone who is very, very high profile and just yeah. basically stealing all their photos and content, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty obvious you're not that person, yeah, you yeah, know.
2: Yeah, but sometimes I think they do it so well or people are just, you know, when you're scrolling to Twitter, you'll see that yeah. that person. You won't really double check the username or you won't see there's a verified badge and you will reply thinking it's a real person. Mm. So it's very strange that way. It mm. is. Okay. some weird people on the internet. Um, Myself if you, included.
0: If you want <laughs> to ask Nick Rago from Tech Radar any questions, you've still got time for 001 or via the Dubai i app. We've had a question come in um, for you, Nick. Let me just have a look at this question here. It's from someone called Richer. It says Hi, Nick. I'm looking to buy an HD TV. Which one would you recommend?
2: Well, I think HDTVs are now so, so cheap. Just looking on, on Souk, you can get one from 400 Rams, which is. Wow! Um, bonkers.
0: What kind of size are we talking? Then, that Nick? one
2: is twenty-four inch. Okay. Yeah. So it's not too bad. It's decent. Mm. Uh, but I think uh, if you're looking for a standard HDTV, I think thirty-two inches is a good uh, price to start from. You can get them from Samsung, LG. Um, I think for about six hundred something dirhams for a mm. decent one. Try okay. and get. Try and see if you can uh, spend a little bit more and get one that is maybe 40 inches, 40, 42 inches is a good size. Uh,
0: But I always think though with this, Nick, it depends on what size your room is because there's nothing worse for me than when you go into a room and the only thing you see in it is a TV. Is that a well, I mean,
2: it depends on how nicely you've installed it. If it's just like sitting there in the middle of your room, then no. If it's beautifully mounted on the wall, you've got some artwork around it, or you've got a soundbar on the, on the wall as well. If you've got a big TV, then that's fine. It looks, It is something that you want to draw your attention to. So for me, that's the way I would start. it. So I don't mind having a big TV as long as it's set up properly and looks nice.
0: What, are you, what about
2: you,
1: Emma? <laughs> I don't know. I love my HDTV. I got an LG one and I love it. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I, I don't mind as long as it's sat on the wall and I can watch it. And it's great. Yeah. And out of the way of the cats. Yeah. So
0: Rich has got back in, tr- in touch and says um they're looking for a 42-inch,
2: yeah. um, So, Nick, so. so f- Yeah, so 42, I would definitely look at Samsung or LG j- just because I know in the 40-inch and above, they have uh, some of the HDTVs that are smart TVs. So you'll have access to the app stores. You can install YouTube, you can install uh, Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, and various other apps. So I definitely look at Samsung and LG as my first choices. Uh, Sony's Bravia range also has always been a very cost-effective one you can look at as well. Uh, and then obviously you have uh, some of the other lesser-known brands like Hisense, um, they will uh, be a lot, ch- lot cheaper, but they may not necessarily have uh, smart functions. functions. So yeah. you can just plug in an H- HDMI cable and hook it up to a set-top box or a game console and use it that
0: way. Okay, great. Let's look at some of the other stories you've got for us this week.
1: So Samsung is releasing the new Galaxy Tab S4 in the UAE. Uh, so tell us all about that, Nick. Do you like it?
2: Yeah, so I mean, it's it's kind of a, a nice way to um, get a tablet that isn't an, an iPad, mm. basically. So anybody who's in the Android camp who enjoys, uh, you know, has basically the full Android ecosystem or wants something that isn't an iPad, then the Samsung Galaxy Tab S4 is pretty good. It is a 10.5-inch uh, display. It's got, a, uh, I think, 4 gigs of RAM and 64 gigs of onboard storage, and it's priced Pretty reasonably, it can go for uh, 2,699 for the uh, Wi-Fi version, and then 2,899 version if you want one with the SIM card, so you can use it everywhere you go. Uh, and I think also, if memory serves me correctly, it comes with a stylus, so you can use the okay. stylus to you know write notes or draw and illustrate. Whereas with something like the iPad Pro, you have to buy the Apple Pencil separately. So it's a pretty good deal. You get a decent 10.5-inch tablet you can draw on or use for entertainment purposes with the stylus, and um, it's pretty good. And the other thing that you have is you've got Samsung. For, uh, support for Samsung's uh, DeX and what that is it's basically a docking station where you can uh, dock the tablet and then use it sort of like a pseudo desktop computer so if you can connect a um, keyboard and mouse and a monitor to it you can use it like as an Android power desktop machine to uh, you know uh, use it as uh, use Chrome and use some of the apps and things like that so that's kind of a nice a nice addition to using that in addition to using it as a tablet.
0: Okay, Jamil's texting and he says, hi, Nick, what's a good network attached storage device recommended for home use where I can also access it through my phone? Uh,
2: Thanks for texting in, Jamil. So my two recommendations would be either something from Synology or WD. WD, the MyDrive, sorry, the MyCloud series is a very um, decent, very straightforward uh, NAS you can set up at home with the drives uh, included in the in the device. Synology is a good one because um, just the expansion of the enclosures is very easy. So you can initially start with just one drive. You can later on expand to two or four, depending on how many drives the enclosure can support. The Synology uh, system will be a little bit more expensive. But in the long run, it will serve uh, sort of the expansion capabilities a lot better. You can look for the DS Play Series for Synology. Uh, You go to Synology.com and you can look at some of their um, models they have there based on your needs and the price points. Or you can look at the Western Digital MyCloud Home Series for uh, uh, anything from like 4 terabytes to 6 terabytes as well.
1: What, for those of us that aren't into that stuff, what's a NAS? Please. So, so NAS I is. I did say <laughs> network attached storage <laughs> device. Well
2: done. Thanks, Sorry. Nick. You get a round of applause um,
1: for me. So, uh, well,
0: I'll let you explain. But it's basically, oh, I was like having. Sit back and relax. No, no. It's like having <laughs> a lot. You know, if you had an extendable hard drive, but yes. basically, it's attached to your network. So, you could use it on your laptop. You could use it on yep. your phone. Uh, that's what fine. this person is Anyone asking. who's connected
2: to your network can can connect to it and share files and and look at media. And some of the features of, of some of the modern NASAs is, is you can use it remotely. So, if you're in another part of the world and you want to listen to your music library, you can do it remotely as well.
1: How secure are those just out of interest?
2: Pretty secure because they have their own private encryption and they have their own user access. So you mm-hmm. can't just like access anyone's NASA random. You need to have a username and password to get into the system to begin with. So once you have all of that then you can actually access your files. Okay.
0: I feel like I've learned so Yay, much. Naturally. Nick, I'm so proud that. of you.
2: It's only taken us three years, but we got there.
0: Again. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Okay, very briefly, Nick, uh, we mentioned this in the business headlines today. Actually, about Toyota uh, investing 500 million US dollars into Uber. They're saying they want to. They see this as a real future. um yeah you know, revenue stream for them, don't they? I think
2: everyone's running, uh, you know, rushing to to invest in the whole self-driving concept. You know, Tesla's doing something, BMW's doing something, pretty much every car manufacturer is trying to do something. And what Toyota and Uber wants to do is, Uber hopes that in the future, their um, users will be able to hail a Toyota self-driving car. And so Toyota is using its, uh, knowledge of um, you know how to build cars and pairing it up with you with Uber's way of kind of mapping the city and, and traffic and and users' behaviors and coming together to basically have some sort of framework in place where to it will be able to say okay fine this is the um, uh, this is sort of the best cities to roll out the self-driving cars these are the worst ones this is the peak timings that cars are going to be needed so hopefully with this huge investment Uber will have something on their hands to basically say okay look this is money that we're going to use we're going to make sure that it's fully invested in our self-driving car program and hopefully in the years to come on your uber app you'll be able to call a self-driving toyota car so it's very very
0: exciting okay very very quickly asama asks nick what's the best advice to recycle old laptops safely in the uae and can you make money from it
2: Osama, I don't think the recycling programs offer money for it, so you have to do it out of the goodness of your heart. There are a couple of um, uh, e-recycling programs that are available both in Dubai and Abu Dhabi, depending on where you're located. I will text you back a few options, but yeah, sadly you can't make any money from them.
0: Okay, that's all we've got time for on Drive Live Talks Aww. Tech this week. Big thanks to Nick Rago. Lovely to have you in.
2: Lovely to be here as always.
0: So we'll see you next Wednesday. We
2: will, with some with some uh, treats.
0: Oh. Yay! Those are there's <laughs> some, like music to my ears, it's Nick. You'll days. be bringing treats. Okay. <laughs>